how can we um, solve corruption if our justice system is also corrupt, right? There is no phrase or word in there that says you have to have a leadership position. You have to be a director or a VP or a CEO to be a leader. Um, being compassionate, being competent, and having integrity. Yeah. And as people who choose leaders, it's our job to be able to discern what is a good campaigner and what is a good leader. Because that's not automatically the same thing. Hi everyone, we're in episode 7 of Ask Yourself, Breaking Down Leadership Traits. Ask Yourself is a learning discussion where we seek questions to be more intentional of how we understand ourselves. We are two friends, we're trying to make sense of ourselves and the world together. Hi, I'm Nina Guno. I'm a writer who looks for the humanity in the news. And I'm Elisha Corpus. I'm a consultant who brings humanity into the workplace. Okay, we've been gone for a month. Can you believe? What have we been yeah. up to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I can say that we used our growth mindset to try to make this a better experience for people who are thankfully supporting us and also for you and me so we can better create content and budget that with the other things that we are having to go through and do in our lives. Yeah, so applying growth mindset meant accepting our limitations <laughs> Because honestly, we were really winging it, figuring out this whole podcast thing, trying to figure out mics and mm -hmm. audio and social media promotions and Facebook Live. So it was really just um, all us. And finally, we were able to consult with some experts. So we have to thank our intern, Amory, for lending us her wonderful talent in terms of branding and graphic design. And for marketing, we have my boyfriend, Joms, who we consulted about how to use social media <laughs> and really make this a lot more relatable to our audience. And my brother, Patrick, for giving us advice on how to run a podcast, how to figure out audio and editing, etc., etc. So thank you so much to them. And to everyone who's really been giving us feedback, yeah, we've been so thankful. And hopefully this really will be better for everyone. Right. So for our comeback episode, what are we <laughs> talking about today? What are we talking about? So again, the title is really Breaking Down Leadership Traits, but we want to be more specific about that. And it's Breaking Down Leadership Traits and How to Avoid Choosing Crappy Leaders. So how do we stop ourselves from making these bad choices? Um, so Elijah and I, we've been talking about leadership a lot. I think this crisis has really magnified the need for good leadership, for effective leadership. And what we've been experiencing here in the Philippines, personally, I feel like it's really been poor leadership during this pandemic. We've got authorities who are not owning up to their mistakes, who are not taking expert suggestions, and who don't seem like they have a plan. So we want to figure out how we got here and what we can do about it. Yeah. What about you, Elijah? What's your take on this topic? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think for me, this is really about emphasizing the importance of leadership and of leaders. 
I'm the first person who will tell you that you don't need to be a leader to make change happen. Like, we are all as important as leaders. But actually, in reality, that's true. And it's also true that so much of what we experience in our daily lives, that's a direct impact of a leader somewhere who made some sort of decision. If that's a crappy decision, then we're the ones who have to experience the consequences of that. And so I think dedicating an episode to talk about leadership is so important, especially in the context that we're in right now. Right. So why did we have to choose this topic? <laughs> why, what really struck us about this topic for me, my big why was that I've been seeing a lot of people or more and more people express regret for the people they voted for in past elections. And I think we want to look at how we can make better choices mm-hmm. instead of just basing our choices solely on a campaign. I think we have to look more into what we like or don't like about a leader so that we can make those better choices and so that when once they're in office they're not just all empty promises or they're, we're not just voting them for the flash or the extravagance mm-hmm. that they're showing us um so that we actually have competent leaders once they're in office so i that's my big why i just want competent leaders <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. there are people who are just their talent is in campaigning But I think as voters and as people who choose leaders, it's our job to be able to discern what is a good campaigner and what is a good leader. Because that's not automatically the same thing. (laughs) And that goes to my why, actually. Because my big why here is to encourage people to maybe reflect better on what we like and don't like in the leaders that we see because those are actually direct reflections of ourselves. I had a mentor before and he would say that the leader that you gravitate towards is actually a reflection of who you are or who you want to be in the future. Mm. So going off of that, right, it seems like we can stop choosing crappy leaders if we understand ourselves better and what we value Exactly, yeah. We do have our biases, for sure. And I think recognizing what those biases are, like, for example, I really like this leader because he's so good at public speaking, but does that really mean that he's going to be good at planning or Mm -hmm. implementing a 12-step plan in the time of a pandemic? (laughs) You know? So I think part of this is really... The self-awareness is really about unlocking those biases and getting into the truths or getting more into the traits that we value in a leader. Hmm? Yeah, so I think even before we can discuss about what we like or don't like about a leader, let's first get into what leadership exactly is. So Elijah, can you explain or expand on that? Yes, of course. So I love this part (laughs) because I get to talk about one of my, my favorites in my field, So today we'll hear a definition from Peter Drucker. Peter Drucker is a management consultant, but he's not just a management consultant. He's the consultant. He's a huge thought leader in the field. Like he writes a lot and a lot of people follow his recommendations. And so 
how he defines leadership is leadership is to help others to break through limits of oneself to attain higher achievement. If we break that down, what he's saying is it's not just about like an individual having a vision. It's about that individual being able to communicate that vision with other people so that they don't just follow. They actually want to do something to make that vision happen. And I really like that, how he describes it, because there is no phrase or word in there that says you have to have a leadership position. You have to be a director or a VP or a CEO to be a leader. At the essence of it is leadership is a skill. It's a set of mindsets and behaviors that you practice. Anyone can practice. So you can have that vision and gather people to create that vision. So it's my personal bias. <laughs> yeah, when you say that um, it is a set of skills, you're saying that anyone can be a leader. Right. All of us can be leaders, mm -hmm. right? There's no such thing as a born leader, mm -hmm. which is fixed mindset. So we're, <laughs> we also are practicing growth mindset here. And given that anyone can really be a leader, I think we should ask ourselves first, when was the last time I stepped up as a mm -hmm. leader? Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, that's actually a really hard question to answer for most people because I think we still need to shift our mindsets from thinking of leadership as a position to leadership as something that we can develop and grow every day, even in like little situations. And so I think asking ourselves this question can encourage us to think of the everyday things or the everyday moments when we stepped up to actually encourage other people to make a change happen or to do something. Yeah, that's true. So what I really like about this definition also is that you're buying into a vision, not because of a personality. Right. So you're following mm -hmm. someone, not because you love them or you idolize them. I mean, you can, but what's more important is the vision that they have. Yeah. And I think we can get more into that if we talk about the leaders that we do admire, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we want to avoid choosing crappy leaders or leaders who aren't very good at their jobs. And I think to do that first, we have to look into who are the leaders that we think are actually doing good or doing a good job. So with that, Elijah and I are going to talk about some leaders that we do admire and that we're really drawn to. And we want to analyze the leadership traits that they have. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with that, uh, I'll go first. I'll talk about a leader that I do admire and it's someone from the Philippines. So this is Chel Jokno. And I first heard of him in the 2019 election. So those were the midterm elections. And before that, I really had not heard of him. Uh, I found out at first that he was a dean in the De La Salle University College of Law. So that was like a bias, I know, <laughs> because I graduated from La Salle. But of but I, I know that I, I really wanted to look more into what he had actually achieved besides that. So when I looked him up, I found out that he handles human rights cases. And usually when we hear of lawyers, we think about people who earn a lot mm. or kind of a 
glamour, not yeah, glamour. Yeah, they dress but, up really nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. I would say that. So, kind of like that. That kind of um, perspective about lawyers that they earn a lot, that they have a you know they have a, like a high standard of living, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but this guy, he cho- chose to do human rights cases, which is really challenging. And I think because he was he was he's into that line of work he does have a really good understanding of our justice system and he was very vocal about during the campaign he was vocal about how we should change or or overhaul our justice system and in doing that it would actually address a lot of the problems that we have like for example corruption how can we um, solve corruption if our justice system is also corrupt Mm -hmm. right so I really like that. That was a very clear message that he gave. Um, I also really appreciated that even if he didn't win, of course, I still wish wish he did. But even if he didn't, he's still doing the work that I kind of expected him to do. Like, Mm -hmm. he's still making statements against injustices that are happening in the country. Um, On Twitter, he provides legal advice telling people what is constitutional or not. And people actually, like, they tag him when they feel like there was an illegal arrest and ask him for help. So I appreciate that he's really true to what he stands for. If there is anything, though, that I would like to see more from him, I guess I would like to see a more personal or human side to him. Mm -hmm. So I would really like to see him talk more about his role as a father. Like, I remember... During Father's Day this year, his kids came out with an article um, really just praising their dad for, for being a good father besides doing the, the good work that he does. And I feel like we really don't talk about that a lot. I mean, in terms of leaders being fathers or being parents, especially in a patriarchal society, mm-hmm. I think that's so important. I think it would, it's really refreshing for me. So yeah, I think it would be really cool if he'd be able to do that. To yeah. talk about his kids or his family life more. Kind of like how Barack Obama does it. You know, like he's like so in love yeah. with his wife and, and his he's kids. really proud of his kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I love to see that. <laughs> yeah. It's like the the human side of them. Yeah. How are you yeah. as a friend, as a father, as a person? Yeah. Those stories, mm-hmm. I think, help us connect more Yeah, to mm-hmm. these people. Okay. So... <laughs> I mean, I think to be able to understand better how we're approaching this, we maybe should share our second question, which Mm -hmm. is, ask yourself, what traits do I value in the leader I admire? Mm -hmm. And so, for example, like I I really do like Chel Diokno, and and I do. And I like (laughs) the stories that you shared, your reasons for why you like him. But I think... To be able to deepen that a bit more, to pinpoint what exactly you like about this leader, maybe we can dig into like the traits level. So let's say like his being a lawyer who fights for human rights and injustice, what trait is that that you value in, in what he does? For me, I think the trait is... I think one of the traits would be compassion. I think he values those who are at a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. I think it's so important in a leader being compassionate. Another is integrity. 
he yeah he stands up for what he believes mm-hmm. in and i would also say competence um i don't think he would have lasted long in that field and be somebody that people admired in that field if he was bad at his job right so <laughs> yeah i would say and then the fact that he was also made a dean in a school means that he's good at his job right mm-hmm. so i would say those things com- being compassionate being competent and having integrity yeah mm-hmm. and like <laughs> do you find that even in the leaders that you gravitate towards in other settings let's say at work or in your personal life in organizations you join do you find that those same traits are what you admire yeah for sure so i do volunteer work so i would say that the leaders that i do admire have those traits especially being compassionate because you know if you're a volunteer doing things for free (laughs) you really have to have that heart for other people yeah yeah. How about you? Can you talk about the leader that you admire? Oh, okay. <laughs> so for me, it's Lenny Robredo. Our vice president. Yes, our vice president. <laughs> Love her. So I, like you, I first got to hear about her during an election, but this was way back in like 2016. Mm-hmm. And at that time, if you remember... Here in the Philippines, abroad in the U.S. where I was living at the time, <laughs> male politicians were just not talking about women in the most respectful way. And so to see a woman run for a, a high position in government, that I think was a good thing to see. To break mm-hmm. that conversation, break that uh, kind of talking about women in that yeah. way. And so what I love about Lenny Robredo, as I got to know more, is one, she's a strong woman, but not in like an aggressive or a loud way. I think it's more of a silent passion that she shows when she talks, when she behaves. And it's so important because the way we train women, for example, to be more influential in the workplace is you would give them advice like speak up more or lean in. Um, Mm. Don't be afraid to say no. And these standards are still based on men. Yeah. Right? So I think having a role model who is not aggressive or not loud, but still strong, that's very valuable for women like you and me so yes for actually sure. even men right yeah yeah exactly and then the second trait that i like about her is i think she has a recognition of the people she's serving and what they need and she really tries to communicate with them in like the most inclusive and direct and understandable way i say that because i remember way back in 2018 there was something going on with the Supreme Court and she released this three-minute video, super short, but super impactful. And she did the whole thing in straight-up Filipino. So first, that that in itself was impressive for me because goals, right? Like, I wish I could do that too. But more than that, it was showing her as a leader not subscribing to how we think English should be the professional language or Mm. how we think you have to talk in English to sound formal. 
And so she just broke all of that, broke all the rules to serve the people she needs to serve. And I love that. And then the third trait I like about her is, how do I describe this? But she has this air of humility when she talks because even when she's talking about the good things that she's done, she talks about them from a place of learning. A good example is just yesterday, she released a video talking about the different uh, COVID efforts they've done in the office of the vice president. And she said the line like, Humarap ako ngayon upang iulat ang mga natutunan namin. I thought that was very powerful because instead of just simply boasting, which she could do because they have done a lot, she chose to talk about it from from a place of what we learned. And because we learned that, this is what we did. So I like that. Okay, so like you, I have to think of something that maybe she could do better in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Challenge, but... <laughs> no one's perfect. So yeah, right. of course. And that's the point, right? Even leaders yeah. we like, we have to be able to think about what we think they could do better in. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they should be held accountable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So for me, if you remember way back, and I think even today, she's still excluded from the big boys club. The cabinet. <laughs> right? Yeah. Which is like a big boys club. Or yeah, I don't know big boys, but you know. <laughs> I think there's, yeah, the they're, they're mostly men. I feel like, I think it's only the Department of, of Education. Yeah. And tourism, who are women, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, yeah, Yeah, go on. But anyway, so right, (laughs) she's excluded from those important conversations. And I think in the beginning, when that was a huge issue, give her credit naman, she would talk about it and say things against it, show that she wants something better. But after a while... It just it died down and mm-hmm. she just did her own thing, which we're so thankful for that she's yeah. still doing her own thing. I think, though, that happens to a lot of women who get to high positions. You yeah. f- figure out that if they exclude you, you can still make an impact on your own, which yeah. is good. But again, that doesn't solve the problem. I think we need a, a more systemic change where we're actually working very hard to fix that so that women will never be excluded from the table so that we can join those conversations that we deserve to be in. Like if I if I were the HR person advising Lenny and if Malakanyang were a workplace, which it is, it is a workplace really, I would tell her to like never stop bothering the HR head until they find a solution to this because it's blatant discrimination and like where are we now, right? It's not solved. Exactly. So exactly. I wish that were solved. <laughs> Gosh, I mean, I'm sure it was a really tough decision. I, yeah, I, I don't I'm doubt sure, that. I'm sure of that. We don't yep. know the full story, but yeah I, yeah, I totally feel you on that. So I think to so. I'm gonna sum up the traits and tell me if okay. I'm correct in my analysis. <laughs> like <a> personality test. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So these traits, I'm what I'm hearing is humility. You mm-hmm. really, you really like somebody who admits that they don't know everything yeah. and that they actually have a team behind them. I think this is true for anyone. Like our achievements aren't totally our own. As even as competent as mm-hmm. we can be, it really, really takes a village to do anything. 
you think you really value empathy and that shows in how she communicates with the Filipino people mm-hmm. um, being inclusive. So another thing, of course, I think that you value is being clear in how she communicates things. Um, not And not just in being inclusive, but I feel like she does give very clear messages mm-hmm. that are easy to understand. Yeah, and yeah. And they're her, short. Yeah, her statement <laughs> yesterday, she would enumerate stuff. Like she says, yeah. una, ikalawa. So yeah. From a so learning very perspective. Easy to follow. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think what you were saying about what she could improve on is, I guess, thinking of things in a more systemic or sustainable way. Yeah, so I, I'm not sure how to sum that up in a trait, but I, I don't know if it's like systemic thinking or systems thinking or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm what? Spot on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you think that's correct? <laughs> what my reading of you is? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I, I think a leader shows that they are good leaders when, they, when it's their people who are being praised. And not mm. them. Because that means they've empowered others to do the work and to be good at the work. And then, of course, empathy. Like, we've talked about that since episode one. Yeah. <laughs> we keep on saying it's something we like. And yeah, the systemic change thing, I think one of my biggest beliefs in life is you can fight your own battles. And I mean, yes, do that, please. But also, think about how you can make it not a battle anymore for other people, right? Mm. Like, Make things better for like, yeah. the next person who's going to come into your place. Right, yeah. so that they don't have to fight. Exactly. They, there's, another, there's another battle they can go after. So I do think that is a good reflection of my values and beliefs, which gets us to our third question, right? Like, yeah. we need to be able to ask ourselves, what do these traits that I like about my leaders say about my own values and beliefs. Like, what do I like about Lenny Robredo? And what does that say about me as a person Mm -hmm. and the things I go after? Yeah, so same with me. (laughs) And I do like both the leaders we chose. So what does that say about me exactly? Um, And I think the traits that we mentioned, like compassion, integrity, Mm -hmm. humility, I think I would say both of us do value that and try our best to live that out. (laughs) Of course, of course, we have our flaws, but I think those are things that we do value Mm -hmm. and want to see as much as possible in the people around us, right? So, okay, now that we've done this kind of analysis or reflection, what next? Like, what's the point of this? So for me, I like, I like this practice, doing this, um, because, well, if you noticed, we didn't really say things like, I like this person because they're charismatic or they're inspiring or entertaining. Um, I think that those kinds of things that we kind of look up for in leaders, especially in a campaign, We've come to expect it. We've come to expect that we have to be impressed with them um, just as a person, just as how they present themselves. And yeah, there is value in that, I think, in going with our gut feel about people. But going with that alone, I think, has gotten us to this place where we end up with leaders who, yeah, really impress us with their speeches, Mm -hmm. with their 
rally campaign rallies but when they have to step up the plate they don't really know what they're doing and we end up being disappointed so i think we also need to stop blaming each other for who we vote for mm-hmm. i i really don't find it constructive especially since people are expressing regret for who they voted for. I think this is a chance for all of us to really learn about leadership, what we think is a good leader, and actually also realizing what is a crappy leader, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about you, Elijah? What's, what do you think we can do with everything we've been talking about? <laughs> you know, I, one of the things I liked about what you said is the, this is a chance to keep on learning. And I think beyond learning about what's a good leader or a crappy leader. It's also learning about ourselves. Ourselves mm. as leaders and the skills that we we can demonstrate in our own leadership experiences and the skills that maybe we have to kind of practice more as we become leaders of our own. And so I think an exercise like this where you're observing the leaders you like, looking at their traits, breaking it down into those specifics, and then thinking about how it connects to your values. If you think about that, it's also an exercise that can give you clues as to who you are and what you value and what you should be trying to practice or instill, embed even more in your own life. So I think my other thing that we can do with this kind of exercise is ask yourself these questions as you watch leaders in the news or read things about them online. And also, I hope that something people can see here is it's so easy to talk about it in a conversation with a friend. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a political analysis to to be yeah. able to talk about this with someone else. And so, yeah, I think one of the use cases here is to pick a friend and just break down what you both like or don't like about a leader. Right. Okay, I think this is a chance for us to wrap things Mm -hmm. up. So let's go back to our questions. Okay, what was our first question, Elijah? Okay, our first question was, ask yourself, when was the last time I stepped up as a leader? Okay, our second one was, what traits do I value in the leader I admire? And our third question is, what do these traits say about my own values and beliefs? Okay, so before we say goodbye, I think it's, let's get more into what we meant by how do we stop ourselves from choosing <laughs> crappy leaders. So for me, um, as I said, we do tend to vote based on gut feel mm-hmm. or yeah, we get drawn towards a leader because of how they make us feel. And yeah, that, that's totally valid. It's a totally human thing to want to vote for someone who you really relate to. Mm-hmm. But I think we can do so much better. Um, I think we really have to confront our biases and breaking down these traits would help you like set a standard and be able to measure leaders against those standards that you have. So hopefully next time you won't be so disappointed, right? Right, yeah. So for me, how do we stop choosing crappy leaders? Look at yourself and be oh, honest. Oh my. <laughs> oh my. Ouch. <laughs> well, not you yourself, like us yeah, yeah, ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's be honest. Like the, the last time we were leaders, did we do a good job according to 
our peers who experienced our leadership. Um, what were our good traits? What were the things we didn't do very well? Yeah. So I think it's that self-reflection that can help us understand what is a good leader, what is a crappy leader. And then we apply it to choosing managers, choosing project heads, choosing CEOs, and of course, choosing presidents. <laughs> yes. And vice presidents. And, and senators. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> okay, so I hope you guys learn from this um, this talk about leadership. It's something that we really feel a lot for. And I really think we should be more open about discussing this. Yeah. All right. So thank you all so much for listening and being with us in our comeback episode. Thank you for taking the time to learn with us and for asking yourself the hard stuff. Bye. Bye.